this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. The following podcast is equivalent to a TVMA rating, thanks to the author's strong and frequent use of adult language and graphic recollection of her sexual escapades. We strongly advise listening alone or with an extremely open-minded, politically incorrect companion, such as a gay bestie. Welcome to How Bitches Are Made. Season two, we're finally here. Um, I'm very, very excited for this season, you guys. We have a lot to discuss, and we have a lot of new exciting things to announce. Can you hear my voice? I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> like nervous. Um, <laughs> it's been a whole year, you know? You get a it little is. rusty. I'm, I'm fucking rusty. Um, perfect natural segue. Meet nice your to new meet co-host. you, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> you can't steal my joke from earlier. <laughs> Um, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you our new co-host for this season and hopefully for seasons after, my fiancé, Kevin Barrett. Oh, hello, darling. Hello. I gotta check my schedule about every episode. I'm a busy man. <laughs> it sounds like he's kidding, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're very busy people. Um, we are very busy people. Um, we've been up to a lot, which is part partially... The reason this season was so delayed. Partially? Partly? Yeah. I think either one works. Yeah. Okay. Look in a dictionary. Um, For those of you that don't know, Kevin and I design and renovate homes in addition to working in the entertainment industry. <laughs> yeah. And our quarantine episodes were fun. I mean, did we get a lot of work done? Yeah, we did. Oh my we did. gosh, we got a ton done. Yeah, okay. we converted successfully a garage into a guest house. Yeah, how's so, it look? <laughs> we are not in there right now. We are still working <laughs> on it a year later because, fun fact, building homes in the desert is really hard because there isn't a very good workforce. Yeah, get a Labor whole crew force. together and then do it yourself. Yeah, so That's it's really, it's literally just been you and I doing everything. You can't see my camera setup, but this is very funny. These new chairs that you got back here, mm-hmm. um, it's like off to the side here, and it looks like I'm just kind of like floating, floating in off the to the side of it. Like, of our den. Kevin, find your chair. <laughs> awkward. Anyway. Um, but yes, Kevin joined us for our quarantine episodes, and um, I don't know, I just really liked our banter and thought you had a really cool perspective to add to this you know pretty much female driven podcast I thought it was really interesting to hear a feminist male's perspective and thought that that could be really beneficial and rewarding to our listeners well people have told me since I was little um, especially when I was little that I am a little bitch at heart (laughs) so I'm happy to be here happy to talk about all the uh good discussions that we have going your stories well i'm really, really inspire ex- me i'm really excited for for this season's stories we have a lot we have a lot of them um uh just a note 
she doesn't tell me what any of these stories are. I don't. She just surprises me as like, let's talk about this. And then I get like blindsided. So well, because really I fun. want like organic reactions. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of times we'll be talking and I'm like, no, 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 save it, save it, save it. It's been really hard for me to not share these stories with you. Yeah. Yeah. So He's this... like heard fragments of them for like editing input, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just waiting because I know some of these stories are about me, but. <sighs> I don't know which ones. We just did reenactments for, <laughs> for a couple of them. And he looked at me and I was like, don't worry. The story around it makes you look good. <laughs> I was um, like, I hope so. It's past, past perspectives. But anyway, um, we're going to go into our very first story of this season. And Kevin's going to hear it for the first time. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. I so. am so very, very excited. So without further ado, enjoy season two. Episode one, ha-bam, baby. <laughs> I'm dating How Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good episode. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. It's funny it's... because, you know, I, I edit all of these on my own and I have my friends do the reenactments with me. And um, it's it's so funny because I do everything in pieces. And then when I come back and do the commentary and I hear the story, I'm like, wow, it's all done. <laughs> it <laughs> all we've came never together. actually heard it done yet. Well, and we haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it in a year. I mean, we did all those quarantine episodes. I haven't even, so yeah, I didn't go back scripted. and listen to the quarantine because, like, I think everyone's over the whole COVID thing and I'm oh. no exception. Yeah. As I'm sure you aren't. I know you aren't. We talk about it, but well, <laughs> ironically. It was just refreshing going back to a scripted show. I was yeah. like, this is great. Yeah. Well, I went back and listened to the full season so that I could give you all the recap. Um, and I think like when I'm making these, there's so much psychology that I'm so inundated with it. It feels like I'm repeating myself a lot. And I'm like, is this even making sense anymore? But then I went and through and I listened to him and I was like, this is, this is good. Like yeah. it didn't feel that good when I was doing it. What's you and my I line? Are, What's you my and line? I... <laughs> One more time. Let's just keep talking over each other. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kevin. Um, <laughs> this is Rachel. Okay, so this story... So let's talk about the central theme of this story and, and why I'm telling it, why it's important. So first of all, it ties into last season's um, finale, which was, again, me taking mushrooms in the desert and kind of rediscovering. I knew the woman that I wanted to be, and this was kind of the starting point of making major life changes and physical shifts that would ultimately cultivate becoming her. It was... It was mainly figuring out the woman that we wanted to be and kind of visualizing how that could become possible. And through a lot of trials and tribulations, you're kind of navigating your way through the world and realizing all these things that are going to come up in life that you're going to have to like really know yourself inside and out in order to get out of them successfully or get out of them what you need. And this season, as I said before, is going to be a focus on making like implementing those physical shifts to get that life and just coincidentally enough I love that we're releasing the podcast now because so many people I think are going through this with COVID it's forced them to reevaluate their relationships with friends family reevaluate where they're living how they're living why they're living there their jobs everything yeah Yeah, so this is going to coincide with what I I suspect a lot of people are currently going through right now in real time and I think part of the reason we wanted to start doing the podcast with a little bit more of of a different format is because I do want to bring these to you in real time what a lot of 
sometimes when they're scripted, you want to have a backlog so that you're not like, you know, up against the clock trying to get it out. Um, which I've got all the stories done this, this season, but I wanted to wait on the commentary so that we can actually tie in real life, like real time things that yeah, are going world news, on. Like stuff that's happening right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then by the time you guys hear them, it's not old news. <laughs> not yeah. really. So, um, so this story. I remember story, when Bazooka Gum was 35 cents. I remember when it was five cents, but I am older than you. So that makes sense. <laughs> See how I got her there? I tricked her. Bazooka's price still 35 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. Do they even make bazooka anymore? I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. I remember that gum being like good little, for like five minutes. Well, the best part was like a little comic strip inside of it, yeah, right? Yeah, that was the best yeah, part. Yeah, it was like God, a Cracker Jack. Big Chew? Yeah. Yeah, that was Heck good yeah. too. Oh, man. Yeah, there was a lot of good candy they don't make anymore. Yeah. We need like an old-timey uh, ice cream shop. I've been wanting to make one of those for years. Yeah, and we'll sell old candies. Like that's, really old. That's what they'll the be ice cream stale. Store here should they'll do. Be, yeah, they'll be red. Yeah. You're so funny. <laughs> You're cute. A lot of times I don't hear your jokes until I listen to these back and then I feel bad that I wasn't more participatory in the moment. Yeah, I just talk a lot. Yeah. I just say shit. You don't talk a lot. You do get chatty when you're stoned. But Ooh, I love you want to get stoned? I do want to do a couple episodes stoned, yes. <laughs> All I right. think it's fun. Um, get ready for the five and a half hour episode. Actually, ironically, I'm way more focused in those oh, moments. Yeah. You'll hear me snoring. At some I just... <laughs> yeah. No. I had too much ice cream It's an upper for both of us, I think, actually. But yeah. um, Okay, so going back to this episode, kind of the, the central theme, the reason I told you about it is because I had this girl, Heather, visit me who... You know, her reputation preceded her. She will not argue that. Um, but it, it's very weird. She and I have had like parable, 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 parallel, <laughs> thank you, parallel <laughs> lives, but on totally opposite sides of the spectrum. So she's more of like the wild child where I feel like I'm like overly cautious. So you have this story of two girls brought into each other's lives to kind of offer up our lessons to the other so that we can meet in the middle and live a better life and not just a better life but a safer life um so there were a lot of points that i wanted to cover here i i have notes that i'm going to re- be referring to throughout this conversation but i do want i feel like i talk a lot and i railroad oh, so I'd, I'd like to take this moment I'll jump to, in there, yeah if there's <laughs> anything you'd like to mention right off the gate well, I know both you and Heather personally. And yes, just keep remembering I, I to know. call her Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and they miss Heather to me. Uh, you you say you're on totally different ends of the spectrum, which is 100% true. I mean, she is way more the party girl, especially when she was younger and stuff, because I know her. For from, sure, like, when she was younger, she's yeah. changed a lot. Um, but since I met you, I think you're a wild child. You are like strict and you know um i guess like studious because you are a writer and everything but you're a firecracker well you You also met me post bitch i did i did (laughs) i met this lovely lady in the desert after we're gonna get to the story of how we met don't you worry i'm just prefacing that these are two wild childs and i would not be surprised if rachel's the one who took the guys back to the airbnb yeah i wouldn't put that out of no I to- well, I mean, <laughs> I get I get why you think that based we- <laughs> on that night you and I first kissed. But let's let's just say that um, 
she took mushrooms and got a house out here. I swear I don't do drugs that much. We just keep, we continue to reference one moment. Every story is blown out of proportion. I mean, watching movies, you know, podcasts, whatever. Um, The way the story really went down is Rachel went as a drug dealer to the house and started dishing out mushrooms to all these guys. And she thought they were inventors because she was blasted out of her mind. (laughs) There was one time. There was one time. Are you uh, sure you want me on here? (laughs) Yeah. When I moved uh, in with Laura back Mm. in the day in Burbank, Uh I had one of those um, dryer vents over my shoulder. (laughs) And I was carrying, like, I don't know, some sort of case. Uh And she just starts laughing. And I was like, what? She goes, you look like an inventor. That was right before I locked us out of the apartment and then we had to break into my car because Ford didn't make my model with a trunk release on the cabin. Oh, yeah, that was the worst. That was the one fucking year. Man, you should have been an inventor. You probably could have gotten in there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I locked my keys in the trunk and then I couldn't get them. I know we're getting off topic, but... We are. This is why why, I wanted you on the show. why, Why were you carrying a dryer duct? We were moving in. Oh, it was for your dryer. Yes. You weren't pretending to be I wasn't like just carrying one okay. like a fashion statement or purse. I'm okay. not Lady Gaga. There's some really cute Halloween that outfits noise? for kids. Oh, that's the doorbell because a bug is walking no. over the ring. No, I think that's Ice Maker. No, that's the... Is it? Dissecting all the noises of this house. Ooh. We're, in our, we're in our rental property right now because the casita isn't um, camera ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. It's yeah, close. It's close. We just got to shoot certain ways. Um, okay, so the thing I, I want to remind everybody is that in the finale of season one, I had talked about this character, Von Viaro, and kind of how he was the pinnacle for the woman that I wanted to be. And I had declared to myself, you know, if I can't have him, if I can't have the man that I want to marry, God, what did I say? Then I'll become the man that I wanted to marry instead. Which is great. I honestly loved that I did that because it made me more self-sufficient But um, it has since been kind of a glimpse into what males have to deal with, the pressure that they have to deal with in life, um, the burden that they carry. In addition to my own burden being a woman, we're just traditionally don't have as many advantages. Historically, I should say, don't have as many advantages. And there's just like things to get over, like my physical body. I'm not able to do certain things that a man can. Just like last season. I mean, building this house alone and bringing in the stove and all the... right. Random. All yeah. those episodes, which you, I remind you to, I remind and invite you to listen to again, <laughs> yeah. or for the first time if you haven't. But, um, but mainly what my takeaway from that was was the value of spending time alone, and what that does for not just a girl but for anybody. And I've referenced this before. I think, stereotypically, generically speaking. Men tend to do that more in between relationships. They'll spend time getting to know themselves or like recalibrating. Whereas, and I keep saying this stereotypically and generally, women um, go from relationship to relationship to kind of put a band-aid over the wound rather than actually treating the wound and figuring out how to heal and know yourself enough to know how to stop dating the same person over and over again. Well, and... I believe we talked about it in like the quarantine episodes. It was also like guys don't rely on their friends to give them advice or anything after relationships. You know, like once if like my past breakups, I didn't talk to people about it. I just went into my own like little mindset of like, I'm going to work. I'm going to focus. I'm going to figure out what the hell is going on and why, you know, I keep getting in these same toxic relationships. Whereas a lot of girls, they, they, 
they do. They'll they'll break up, and if they don't move on to someone else, their friends will be there for them. Like, and I'm sorry, but a lot of times it's they they want to make you feel better, and they you know are like, oh fuck him, like he was he was an asshole, and they they're just giving you what you want to hear rather than the what, constructive criticism. yeah the constructive stuff that you know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do that. I mean, as girls too, because there's so much like cattiness. And I think so many women are insecure where they can't hear it as constructive criticism. They just hear it as criticism. Um, And they take it personally. But but here's the thing I want to say to that too. Like, we talk all the time, like what men can learn from women and what women can learn from men. Yes, there's a happy medium. I do think that guys should talk more about it because we use the term emotionally constipated. Like they might be less so if they had outside input. But at the same time, I think women get so much outside input, they get inundated and then they become too emotional to where they, they, it's harder for them to get that baseline of logic to think rationally and objectively and kind of look and see the patterns. And I'm the first one to say, I would have never seen them until I went to therapy. Like I am a huge advocate for mental health and my therapist is, you know, a large, a large reason I found you ultimately at the end of the day. Um, but I think in the case of this particular story, Heather, Heather is, look, Heather is this really amazing person that I admire for, for many reasons, most of which is she is the things I am not. She is very assertive. She is shameless in a, in the most beautiful ways, meaning she'll go after what she wants without, she's like a guy that way. Really? a strong, strong woman. Like, yes. In her will. Like, yeah, she's really she does. Yeah. a force to be reckoned with. But, I mean, she would agree that that also gets her into trouble sometimes. And I know personally the things we've talked about intimately that um, it has gotten in the way. And I think that's where, you know, our two paths dissecting was beneficial for her. Whereas from my side, she really allowed me to kind of see the woman that I was trying to become in action. Because cause I'm listening back to the story, right? And I wrote some notes and I said, doing and saying things out of obligation or feeling bad. Like, it's true. Whenever I was like, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, no, because I, I feel bad. Right. And, and that's because I know how hard I work for my money. And then I'm like, I know I'm not like interested in this person. I don't want to. There was this guy before you I went on a date with. I don't, I, there's a story about dating. Was this the one over here? No, 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 no. There was this really, really nice guy. I think I briefly mentioned him in one of the stories coming up, but I don't delve deep into it. Mm. He like bought me dinner and he was so nice and so wonderful. And I knew it wasn't going further. So then I was like, I have to return the favor because I know this isn't going anywhere. And he wouldn't let you, would he? No. So then he paid for two dinners. And then I was like, (laughs) I just kept feeling so bad. And I was like, now I'm leading him on. But I, I do. I'm the kind of person like the other night I was telling you I went out to this bar um, with our friends and Kevin was working and I was just like chatting up this guy and I'm wearing Wait, my... you didn't tell me I this. I did tell what? you. And I'm wearing my engagement ring, but as Kevin says, guys don't look for rings. They don't. We're, yeah, very dense that way. <laughs> We're not fashion forward. I'm like talking to him and I'm like, oh, I finally dropped the we. I'm like, yeah, we blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, who's, who's we? And I was like, oh... Me and my fiance. And it was so weird because I felt, you felt bad. bad. Yeah. I felt bad telling him I had a fiance, but then I'm like, I feel worse if I out of 
disrespect to you is that I didn't. I mean, I you should you should have just slept with them, you know? <laughs> like, you don't want to feel that bad. That was never going to happen. Good, good. Because I'm madly in love with you, but also that was uh, never going to happen. Same. Um, that that was one thing in in this episode that was interesting to hear the woman's perspective on that was that you said no to the drink because you you wanted to keep them around. It sounded like yeah, like you said no, to, but to keep them around. Let me tell you, guys, <laughs> that doesn't work for guys. They're like, oh, okay, she she wants nothing to do with me. Like, yeah. okay, I'll, that's why people just... describe me as a conundrum wrapped in an <laughs> enigma. Some whatever that phrase is. People, I am constantly confused. That's why you it. like me. I do. <laughs> um, I love puzzles. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, but yeah, on, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Heather was very much like, yeah, I want to drink. Like, yeah, I'm into this. And, and I do think like she's just so much more open and fearless than I am. And I really, really admired that about her. Well, she's the type of person that knows how to say no. Yeah. Because... When yes. she says yes, she says it just as strong as she says no. That's correct. Yes, I would love a drink. No, I will not fuck you. <laughs> Have a great night, guys. Yeah. And I felt bad. <laughs> you felt but bad. anyway, but I was, was like... You and I are the same there. In real time, it's... I felt... I was so scared because I didn't actually know my way around here yet. And what's funny is I know that, that Airbnb now very uh, well. Yeah. It's right by one of our friends' Airbnbs. Right. That we, that we worked on with him. And I'm always like, I'm just so weirded out by that building now. It's one of the domes. Oh, yeah. And every time we drive by it, I'm like, boom. Yeah, like, you I get just, like a chill up It just spine. had a weird energy inside it, outside of those dudes. Yeah, I thought it was abandoned all this time. Did you? Until I, I mean, well, it's of. like, it's so tucked away on a dirt road, but everything's on a dirt road. So it, it wasn't actually as scary as it seemed. But when you don't know your coordinates, it, it's very scary out yeah, here. Especially in the dead of night. Like, right. During the daytime, you're like, oh, okay, there's neighborhoods nearby. And, like, right. you know, it feels. Well, and where we met them uh, was at Pappy and Harriet's. And there's so that was no cell service there either. Too. Yeah, it was just yeah. nerve wracking. But it, but it was funny because. That drives like 30 minutes probably. Yeah, like, it's like 25. Yeah, and that's like with no traffic, dark, long roads, yeah. dirt roads. There's no like, way I was getting in the car with them. And there yeah. was no way I was letting her go alone because I was like, uh-uh. Right. Like we yeah. talked last season about how a friend of mine ended up like splitting off with me and going out until like three or four in the morning. And the whole time I was like, oh my God, is she okay? Is she okay? Because it was like people we don't know. And yes, yeah, I watch I'm... a lot of Dateline and now I've gotten Kevin to watch a lot of Dateline. And we don't want to turn this podcast into the Dateline podcast. No, we don't. We do not. We don't. Yeah. Actually, uh, Rachel was at Pappy and Harriet's just the other night and I'm out working all the time and that was the first night I was getting nervous because she wasn't, wasn't responding. I wasn't at Pappy's. I was at Red Dog. Oh, yeah. Right down. Yeah. It's it's the bar like, you know, 10 feet away. It's, it's actually further. It feels like it's way it closer, is, but actually, it's not Because it's got it's the whole odd. pioneer town in between it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Anyway, but, continue your story. Yeah. No, I just got very nervous because I was like, she hasn't texted me. She texted me that she was leaving. And then uh, the friends that you went to go see... Um, 
they were texting me like before, like um, before you ended up going. Yeah. And that was, I knew they weren't there yet. And, and I didn't get a response from you. And then I was sending cute photos of like our, our dog and uh, some other random stuff. And then it was like 11 o'clock and I'm like, hmm. I, sh- I should be worried because there's no cell signal up there. It's super windy, dark road. I was like, it is scary. Like they yeah. were driving so much faster than me. I felt like a grandma. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, but my eyes also play tricks on me at night with my glasses and the glare and all the things. What so kind I of drove. car were they driving? I don't know. Yeah. A white one. Okay. It well, may have been silver. Don't ask me. I'd yeah. make a terrible witness. It wasn't a little sports car. Like you're my friends. It. <laughs> <laughs> Another fucking car. Um, yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't a sports car. It wasn't, it wasn't the sports car I was in that <laughs> yeah. I drive like a fucking Miata. Wait, a Miata's a sports car. Bad reference. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I'm just saying would... it's dark, yeah, sure. dirt roads sure. and random. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we didn't... Yeah, I, I was just, we didn't have service. There were just like so many little red flags that I was like, we need to protect ourselves. We need to protect ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's what Heather, and she's reiterated this to me um, over the course of our friendship now. She, they were, those were the things that I think she needed to take away from me, um, which is funny because she grew up in New York where I just feel like that's way more of a hunting ground. But that may have been why she wasn't as guarded you know what i mean you come from a city like that and then you come to the middle of the desert you're like oh everyone's gonna be nice but you just don't know where the weirdos are and believe me there are plenty out here yeah and there's a lot of places to bury a pot there are we watched a dateline about that as well (laughs) um but Uh, pause for a second did we test to make sure this is gonna play back because you plugged it all back in again. Yeah, it's, it's you going. Got I hear it. Okay, good. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I know we you're the had... tech guy, but I do well, know what I'm doing. You've taught me well. We've gone through some of these episodes fully. and then Oh, we're no, like, I've learned oh, how to fuck. outwit this fucking device now. All right. Don't you make me regret <laughs> saying that. Um, anyhow, so what she had to learn from me was like how to protect herself physically. Um, I think like that was the thing as I was learning from her emotionally and she was learning from me physically, ironically mm-hmm. enough. But, uh, but, but I found it interesting when she finally explained to me why she came out here, which you guys remember is why I came out here was to be alone and find myself. And she had never been alone before. And that was just like such a crazy, crazy realization to me when she said that, cause she's like well into her twenties at this point. But that at the same time, that was also my story, which Brings me back to the power of community with, with this and, podcast is I know there are girls out there in their 20s that are making these same decisions and not understanding why they're in the positions that they're in. Yeah. And she uh, she grew up in a totally different state and moved to New York. and When she then, was super young. And then yeah. moved all then the way to here. Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's so funny. I hear this so often that, you know, people like taking those drastic, you know, moves out somewhere to a big city or something but a lot of times you do know people you have friend groups you have Mm -hmm. that type of thing and so it is shocking to me that this is the first trip she's come on even though it's only two hours away but it was by herself it was right it was her thing well this was around new year's to that year so i think she was actually coming back from her hometown she was driving Mm. but what i find really really funny about this is that um this is another thing I admire about her. She and I had only, like, we were acquaintances at best, if you could even say that. I'd, like, cross paths with her professionally. We didn't even work together, just, like, at events and stuff, maybe two or three times. 
And we both met, like, when I was really young and she was young. And, like, just every few years we'd cross paths and she always remembered me. And I'd always remembered her. And she'd gone on to do a lot more things than I had at this point. And um, I thought it was really cool that she reached out to me just because she happened to know that I was in the desert. And I was like... I was caught off guard by it because I'm like, I don't really know you. Like, why do you want to come out right. here and stay the night with me? She's like, I have a 28-hour drive and I need to break it up. No, but I just thought that that was so cool. Like, she was so bold and like, like that's the yeah, thing about that's her. Who she She's is. like yeah. up for anything, and I like that just really stuck with me, and I really admire that about her so much. How long did she end up staying with you? Was it was, it, well, she'd actually, was it a couple nights I believe she had a place down in Desert Hot Springs, but it wasn't what she thought it was going to be. And then I just like offered her to stay the night. Hmm. I think she only stayed the one night, but it was just like, and then she like came with all these gifts and I was just like, damn, like you could teach me stuff about <laughs> etiquette. Cause like yeah. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you but really do have some great friends. I, I she's, I mean, she's become one of the greatest, yeah. which is Mark so funny because here, of that Mark night. hooks it up all the time. I know. Like, what, um, on? But anyway, I just thought it was really interesting that she wanted to come out here and be alone. And and just ever since that moment, I've been watching her like six months to 12 months behind me on this journey. And so it's been really fun to inspire each other and motivate each other and watch each other in different ways grow towards the same goal. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention about uh, this story with Von Viaro specifically and why it's called Fallen Hero. So I had... And it, I had, I, I feel comfortable saying that it's behind me now, but I had this tendency of building people, not even romantic interests, but people up on pedestals. People I thought knew more than me, were more experienced, were older, um, had been in my business longer, what have you. Well, I mean, it's the celebrity mentality too. It's like, I you, guess you're imaginary to me because I know you I trust me I know you I've seen you on tv I've seen you in interviews I've seen you this you don't know that person that's interesting you don't know anything about that person right yeah right I mean I think the thing was I I did know Vaughn very right. well and he was somebody that I I really did want to date but at the time I was in a relationship and he was single and um we were in an environment because I'm trying to be vague mm -hmm. Um, where we were close for many months and I was sure that if I was single things would have happened and so because they didn't I just kind of always had that what if in my head right. and so when my relationship with that person did end he was in a relationship then and then when I found out he was single he had reached out to me and I was like oh this is it and I did that that thing that girls do and like you write the story in your head and wouldn't it be so romantic if this all played out and happened like this is the universe telling me the time is right and so begins the pedestal building and so like every time I thought we would meet up and then he'd bail I would get so frustrated and and angry and and like basically what ended up happening was I was revolving my life all around the possibility of being with this person who to your point I felt I knew, but I didn't really know because here Heather comes and shows me this entirely different side of him. And I think what was so hard for me to digest, because it, it was so multifaceted, but it was like, okay, here's this person that I built up in my head that I had a crush on that was so not the person I thought. 
But here's also this person that I shaped, like he became like the face of the person that I wanted to be because he, he was, he was so cool and he had his own place and he was like this bachelor. And I was like, I could be a bachelorette, but like a cool version of a bachelorette, not like ABC's bachelorette. So nothing against that show. We know I love it, but well, it turned into Bachelor in Paradise. I know it's we're gonna we're gonna have an episode version. about all this. Don't you worry. I got oh, I got Kevin good. on board. I got I got a lot to talk about on this season. I'm sure you do, but um, it, I got one question. Yeah. Um, so when you were hanging out with Vaughn during that you know few months, and you were in a relationship, and he wasn't. Or, yeah. Okay. I'm sure you talked to him and saw a certain side of him that intrigued you and you liked and you came to trust you know and then when it flipped you know and he was in a relationship and you were single did you have those same kind of yeah because he was with her for so long (coughs) so I was like he's not your typical Hollywood guy like he's in a committed relationship for months like he hasn't had many girlfriends his parents are still married like all of these so that's that's very interesting to me because uh Heather in the story really played like makes it out that he's a player and mm-hmm. a scumbag. And I mean, obviously he's sending dick pics and, you know, fucking all of her friends. Doesn't sound like a great guy <laughs> at all. But it's interesting that you saw the side of him that might have been more real and not the tormented trauma side where he's he's trying to, you know, right. he, he has his his uh, groupies and his, his persona he's doing. And he, he thinks it's what you should do is fuck around. And like, it's his Hollywood, you know, I'm young, I'm, you know, able to do this, right? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that you saw that side of him and that he didn't make a move, even though you had a boyfriend. You know, if he was truly a scumbag, he probably would have That's moved right point. in. You but know? Here's, here's my rebuttal to that. Mm-hmm. That you saw me sitting on. <laughs> my other pattern was giving people who ultimately didn't deserve the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt, oh. and believing that I could change them, make them better, or that I was the exception. Sure. So this is how girls get in trouble. And we talked a lot about that last season. That's why it's so important to know you, yourself, your standards, your boundaries. That's another thing, by the way, we talked about last season was like establishing boundaries. This season, we're going to talk about like enforcing boundaries, like how you actually yeah. do that. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on this. Do you think knowing what you know now, like if you went back, would you see signs that he was doing that? Or do you remember signs that like, it was like, oh, I... I think when you're invested in someone romantically, you look at them through different lenses than you do platonically, obviously. You take a lot more personally than you would otherwise. But, But the interesting thing is when you're friends with people, shit doesn't bother you as much. This is why I just brought up boundaries. Like, you should have generic boundaries for every relationship, work, romantic, familial, whatever. But they are going to be a little bit more nuanced depending on, you know, yeah, the, the type the of genre. relationship. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to get away with as much as Mark would. Although right. Mark doesn't get away with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well. But like for the sake of this argument, like Mark is more like my brother, whereas you're my fiance. So and Mark communicates more like you. He does. He's more but, direct. But my than point you. is. If Mark cancels on me last minute, that's going to have a different effect on me than you canceling on me last minute. Yeah. Because 
just the nature of the relationship is different. So to answer your question, like if I met him now and even if he gave me, I'm not looking for those signs, right? That he's a douche anymore because it, it doesn't matter. I'm not interested in him. Oh, what I meant was knowing what you know now, if you went back to that time that you did trust him. Mm-hmm would you see different signs? Because you did have the rose-colored glasses on and you were you really enjoying it. Like Probably. You, I'm wondering if you'd see these little douchey signs of him like sure, doing stuff. Sure, but you were, yes. you were at that time. Yes, you know, because like, now oh. I have my litmus test. And I think that I did, which we're going to talk about later in this season, I actually made notes about it. There there was like a grocery list of you, if you will, of things that I started listening for and looking for with people that I was considering like particularly when I was on dating apps there were like things like if a guy had a picture with an exotic animal I was like nope look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Which is funny because you had a picture with an exotic animal. But I, this was different. Yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, which I don't want to spoil that, but that's in one of the upcoming stories. I was riding four tigers. <laughs> it, was, it was not a tiger. <laughs> um, but there were things like that, like the way the guys would interact or the things that they would say. And I was like, I know exactly what you're looking for and what I'm looking for is different. And I actually saved some of these conversations. On what? Like Between on Tinder or? and stuff. Like I screenshotted them oh, and yeah, I was like, good. this will be for the podcast. So <laughs> we'll look at them when we get to that episode. But I was wondering why you were still on Tinder. I was like on there and I was like, oh, Rachel's on right now. I'm not. Well, I can't wait for that episode doing? either because we're going to talk about what you told me about um, Tinder. But okay, let me review my notes really, really That'll quickly. Be because, um, uh, well, I guess just, just to wrap up the whole Vaughn thing, I think that that... Um, realizing that this person that I kind of idolized, for lack of a better, better word, to kind of follow in the footsteps of, like when I found out he was a fraud, I had a lot of immediate regret. I was like, what the fuck have I done with my life now? Like literally, I bought this house because he had a house. I was doing renovations because I'd seen him do renovations. Like there, like his whole lifestyle, I was trying to like go after. And then... Did you send any dick pics? Because... <laughs> I did not. Okay. All right. But he did... He did actually... This was funny and this was a proud moment. He later did call me and we talked. And this was before Heather had told me all of this. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for this one thing he did... So this answers your question actually. Okay, yeah. and, and yes, the answer is yes. Because I'd already started working on this. And he had asked me what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm laying in bed with my mouth or with my mouth garden or something like that. And he said something like kind of skeezy, like, oh, you should you should come over. I could put something else and I was like, a mouth guard. I was like, come over. It's eight o'clock at night. I just told you I'm like, have my mouth garden and I'm ready for <laughs> bed. There's yeah. only one like, hey, what would that say if I did that? Right. I'm not going to do that because like. What I want from you is a serious relationship, not a booty call. I don't want to just hook up with you. Like, I actually like the human I met years yeah. ago. And also, you don't want to take your mouth guard out. It's yeah, that bedtime. thing. 
<laughs> Gotta clean that thing again. I just thought that that, like, I do remember when that, was that your foot? Yeah, was. Sorry, Ooh. sorry. I do remember when that happened, it felt super out of character to me of him for mm-hmm. how I'd known him a few years before. But right. look, people change. He could have been in a depressed funk because of his breakup. Like, he was, I don't know. It also hurt my feelings that he would view me as, like, someone to doll. just fuck. Right. Yeah. Especially like after all the conversations we had. So anyway, so that was, yes, to answer your question. And so then when Heather told me all of this, I was, I, I still was in a bit of disbelief. But at that point I was like, well, that is in line with what I just experienced. I didn't think it was of this magnitude. Right. But anyway, so um, let me refer to my notes now. Um, God, I love when I review my notes and I'm like, oh, I just mm, talked check, about these check, organically. Check, check, check. Okay, so here's a, here's a note I should acknowledge. I put, we go after what people offer because we crave it for ourselves. So at the end of the day, there was a ton of panic about like, what the fuck decisions I've, have I been making after this person that's essentially like a false god in my head. Mm. But at the end of the day, taking responsibility and accountability and having it behind me in retrospect, like I still wanted that life. And regardless of how I went about achieving it, I was going about achieving it. So the fact that this person wasn't all the things I thought he was didn't mean that I was, wasn't was capable of becoming those things still for myself. Well, everybody looking from the outside in sees they have no idea that you had this idealized version of this you know man that you put on the pedestal. All they see is, wow, she's badass. She's, <laughs> she's how Heather viewed me doing her she's built this house and she's like working and taking charge and stuff like they had no idea what your inspiration was or where it was yeah that was all you it was really funny well and it was funny because in a weird way he brought me closer to her because we kind of bonded over that um so i guess let's wrap up um i should probably defer to this like kind of the self-doubt that was going through my head because i think that that's important for our next scripted episode i i started to realize in the end like I had nothing to lose because it's it sort of felt like the ground fell out from under me like finding out there's no Santa Claus wait I do a disclaimer children shouldn't be listening to this um it was kind of like finding out there was no Santa Claus remember when that I know Kevin what you remember that feeling is I can't go home to my family hope kind of feels lost and then you're like well I've got nothing to lose I had that, which was kind of great for auditioning and unlocking a little bit of freedom I didn't have before. But it did kind of instigate and stir up a little bit of pessimism that um, persisted a little longer than I would have liked it to. There's my well, air conditioning that just kicked on. Sorry for that noise. Um, well, it was it was like just another breakup in your life, you know? It was breaking yeah. up with Hollywood, but you're not. Right. It was an identity crisis. And um, even though I realized I was my own Von Viaro, I still needed to figure out exactly who I was instead of, I guess it's instead of who I think I was, who I was actually capable of being and becoming. Um, And so, what? I was was just going to say, it's it's funny how we lose ourselves because... I saw a video of you when you were three years old, you know, with your, your little uh, sign. woman face. 
Yeah, yeah, smiling and strong. Oh, and oh, like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, you're the uh, kid prince your, video from Yeah, your from little kidnapping video. Like, when you so, got kidnapped, it was like a ransom video. What was it? <laughs> well, okay, you, you're bringing up a lot of things. I am. So, but, Blockbuster, hold let on. me explain this. Oh, Those okay, people yeah. know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> so, Blockbuster had this thing for a while called Kid Prince, and it was late 89, I think, when kids started getting kidnapped. Um, the guy, God, what's that guy's name? I should know this for true crime. The guy that does the. America's Most Wanted videos when his son got kidnapped from oh, the mall. Yeah. So they started doing this, and I was three, and they, they asked you questions so you could see the child at the age they were, hear their voice, see their mannerisms and how they moved and talked. And so um, I played this video that we still had. They gave it to the parents. So if the kid ever got kidnapped, which I eventually did, funny story, not funny at all, but um, they could play that video to the public and they would have a very vivid idea of what they were looking for then. Right. So I saw that kid yes, in that video. She was adorable. I would have been best friends with her. <clears throat> but uh, it's funny, as a kid, you you are strong, you're you know passionate about stuff, which was funny because your sister was a little bit older and she mm-hmm. was you know very nervous and like already you could start seeing like you know the the walls being brought up a little bit but it's it's finding it like you said uh find out who i who I can be right right you always were that person it's just you have to go refine that person because yeah. all the breakups all the uh, Hollywood, you know, things that just kind of chip away at you and break you down in your spirit and make you feel like you're not worth it, you're not good enough. Go back to being that kid that is trying to learn and build, and they don't give a shit. Like they're they're just gonna do it, you know. If they fall flat on their face, they're gonna dust their hands yeah. off and you know, go in and have a you know. Well, uh, I say Capri it's Sun. always interesting how when kids our children were always like you're the best you're amazing you're so great and then somewhere along the line we're like you suck this isn't good yeah. enough do better baseball bat comes out and you're like ow ow stop <laughs> it. i mean when you're stop an adult yeah. but but yeah it's funny that you say that i don't know if i've ever mentioned that on the podcast but that's there's definitely a blog on howbitchesaremade.com where i talk about reconnecting with who i was when i was younger because i had it figured out right yeah. and you're right you do have to find your way back and so um, I would figure that out, but not for a few months. And that's where we're going to end it today. Um, I'm not sure if our next episode is going to be a story or if something will come up and it'll just be an unscripted episode. Cause I- well, thank you for letting me be a host on this second season. Yeah. Um, the one thing I really hate about podcasts is you always have to wait, you know, a week for the next episode. So oh, no, you can, don't. Can, <laughs> well, I, I don't. But for our listeners out there. Can we, can we play the next one tomorrow? <laughs> no. Ah, we got to wait a week. <laughs> but we're going to start doing um, some unscripted just to talk about things that might come up that pertain to, you know, what we talk about here. Um, or we'll just have our traditional episodes, which are the stories. And I would love to do some listener mail. Like if anybody has anything yes. that we, we talked about or didn't cover or you want to, you know, give us insight on something that we don't know or haven't thought about that way. Absolutely. Please send it to us and we can go over it. Yeah, you guys. Um, he His Instagram is at the Kevin Barrett. I'm at the Rachel Melvin. You can also follow us at uh, How Bitches Are Made. You can visit howbitchesaremade.com. But most, most, most importantly, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast 
so that we can grow our community. I really believe this content is very, very important for people of all ages to listen to. We are living in a society that is so much about victimization and there is no way to get out of the mess you're in unless you hold yourself accountable and start making some really, really, you know, big changes in life. But your problems are your problems because of you not because of other people I mean that there's exceptions of course it's obvious but I I really fear that so many people are getting sucked down this woe is me everybody's to blame it's not the way to go you guys I've I've lived it and I've come out the other side this way so please 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 share this and and write reviews and and yes to Kevin's point let us know if this is helping you in any way if there's something you need help on any feedback please do not hesitate to reach out to us and share it. We would love to share it on the podcast with our listeners, pending we have your permission. So don't forget to let us know if we do when you write it. And I think that that's about all I got. I think that's all I got too. So thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week.